Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Yes. Okay. Oh, whoops. Nope, not that. That's the wrong button. There we go. (laughs) These guys. Hey. How is this? Sorry, it's my first time. I'm pushing the wrong buttons. (laughs) It's the first day. Hey, what's up, guys? I pause as if they're going to talk back to me. (laughs) Oh, hey, how's it going? (laughs) I hope all of you that are listening to this did say, what's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) We are back with another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. And to be honest with you, Right now, today, uh, it's Tuesday that no. you're listening to this because oh, yeah. it's Tuesday, right? <laughs> but right now, me and Gina are actually recording this episode. Uh, a week ahead. Wednesday. Wednesday the week, be- <laughs> Wednesday the week before. <laughs> yes, because we're leaving town. We are. Yeah. And because this one is going to come out on Tuesday during the week that uh, the, CrossFit the CrossFit Games, games. are started. Yeah. yeah. They start on Monday, the 29th, and they run through that Sunday, the 4th. Mm-hmm. CrossFit Games, it is a new format this year. We're going to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, well, because we don't know yeah. that much about it. Yeah, no, we yeah. don't. Well, there's not... There's not there's a lot not, of information out there. No. Yeah. And all you can find is uh, other... any like, Things besides documented stuff from CrossFit... Right. that we've been able to find that kind of has a you know a breakdown of what this season's going to look or this this year will look like. Um it is different than the years prior. The qualification process was drastically different than last year and the years when I uh, the years when I competed. <laughs> the years when I competed and the year that I went to the CrossFit I was Games say, in yeah, 2015. Yeah, you did compete. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we'll kind of just go over and we'll reference where we're getting the information from, but before that we're going to talk about the CrossFit Games and the old format, and I guess my experience with them a little bit, mm-hmm. and your experience. My- <laughs> yeah, I like that you included me. Thank you. And your experience, Gina, <laughs> as a master's athlete. The, yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. 
I do love though. How many people have asked you if you're a CrossFit Games people athlete? All the time. And they you're just, the CrossFit Games? They just make this they make that assumption because I hang out with you and it's so funny to me. Or I think my favorite is like uh they'll be like, Oh, uh they'll look at you and they'll say, uh, oh, you must work out. Like you look you look so great. Like, you know, goals, whatever. And then they'll look at me and they'll say, Oh, you too. <laughs> okay. First of all, that's definitely happened. A hundred times. Yeah. But so many times. Way more times than that. They don't they don't split us up like that. No. They link us together. I know. They well, they usually like say it as they're looking at you. Like how fit we are. Yeah. Yeah. And you then, are fit. And then I always go, Well, thank you so much for including me. I really appreciate Before that. Before you say that, you're like <laughs> Okay, well, you didn't have to say it about okay, me. I know, I know you're talking about her. <laughs> like, get better at taking a compliment. You know, I'm always like, Gina, you are fit, dude. Uh, Look at you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Turning turning 40 next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I wish. Turning 50, guys. Turning 50 next, next year. May. Next May. That'll, um, that'll be a whole other... Yeah. yeah, so the years when... Well, I'll just say, we'll talk about 2015. When I went to the CrossFit Games... The typical format and the format before this last year or mm-hmm. this current year, I guess, um, you do the open. The open is the first stage of competition. Mm-hmm. Anyone can sign up. Um, you don't have to be a CrossFitter. You don't have to go to a CrossFit gym. You can work out of your home gym. You can work out of any gym. Um, if you plan on, like if you think that you are going to qualify for regionals, which is the next. Well, it was. The, right. Yeah, it was the mm-hmm. next stage of competition. Then you must video all of your all of your workouts right and there are you know five yes and there's and there's a there's a particular things you have to have like you have to have a judge that has passed the judge's course course. like your um clock has to be in frame you have to if there's weights involved um any piece of equipment you have to show the equipment you have to if it's a box you have to and you don't have a measurement on it or if you if you're if you are competing outside of a affiliate affiliated crossfit gym mm-hmm. um you really have to be super precise on showing all of your equipment that it meets all the standards um you submit your video you submit your score and you'll kind of do that every week mm-hmm. and then at the end of the open the top it was like Back then it was, it was like top, top 45, 40. I, I can't remember to be honest. I think it was 40. Maybe. I think you were saying 40, 45, something like that. Um, they would, would go to you'd go to regionals right. and at the end of the open, they basically, you would get an email if you were in, you were qualifying for regionals and they would be asking for one of your videos. So if you're someone who I, I always really did my workouts at affiliates, so I would video all of them but they didn't have to watch every one of them until okay. I submitted mine. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure. But how if that you, if you are not performing your workout at an affiliated gym, they, they watch all those videos. Right. So all the people that submit videos and they're just doing it at a regular gym, like a conventional gym or their home, those videos are watched. Got it. To make sure it matches their score. And well, then people and we have been go caught in the past yep. for um, not, being honest, or yeah. I don't know what you'd call that. Cheating? Yeah. <laughs> right. And you have to submit a video every time you do a workout. If you compete at an affiliate, you don't have to submit a video. You just have to have it. Because at the end of the open, if they ask, yeah, at the end of the right. open, they're going to ask for one of the weeks, like one of the workouts. Uh-huh. You don't know which one it will be. Oh. So you can't like pick and choose which workout you decide to video. You have to video all of them because at the end, they're going to ask for one. And they usually ask for the one that is the most complicated. 
Okay. With like measurements or and like things like that. Or like you did like really, that. really well in, no, just the measurements? Well, because it, it's the same across all the board. Like oh, everyone, everyone okay. submits the same workout. Okay. But like, it's like, for instance, if it's they- like CrossFit every for dummies, time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> every time they would change the standard, like a movement standard, they change the standard of a handstand pushup. Right. And you have to like measure this and do right. that and stay within this box. You have to like tape this thing off. Oh, okay. You know, that's usually, usually those are the ones they want to see for. because there's so many- factors that mm-hmm. make it difficult right right and well they're trying to find the fittest yeah well yeah, yeah. oh yeah i mean yeah. that's what they're doing yeah anyway so the open is basically they want to be all inclusive um usually the movements in the in the workouts start out less advanced and they slowly might get a little bit harder more like the yeah more technical <clears throat> the weights might get a little heavier towards the end of the week they're basically starting to weed out the not the fittest right. <laughs> right. Right. right and um but that's that's how it's supposed to be i mean being at an affiliate how many times do we have people complain about that oh uh, all, all the, time. the time like oh, i can't do that i can't do this and it's right. like well you're not going to the crossfit game right exactly like the goal <laughs> of this yeah the goal is to make it as Difficult. inclusive as possible and then slowly close the gap right. basically and slowly weed out the people that are have no reason to be at the crossfit games right and because they would die <laughs> right they would <laughs> i've watched yeah so then they take those people you go to a regional event um over the years they have combined regions and like in 2015 it was all of california 2014 was my first year competing and it was northern california was its own region southern oh, okay. california was its own region uh-huh. and they we would you'd compete against less people right right for your spot to a regional and then they basically going into 2015 i was petrified because California is very, very competitive, super competitive right. in men and women, really but for athletes. sure in women. Right. And just to get like, think about how many thousands of people are signed up right? and how many people are really good mm-hmm. and you have to be top 40. Top, yeah. Well, you top 40, just to go to regional. Yeah. Just to regional top, top five. five. Yeah. So you kind of do that whole thing. You go to regionals. Uh, it's a week, three day weekend, usually two to three workouts a day. And then there they take top five. Right. And they go to the games and they go to the games. And that was the year you won. That you was the first. year yeah, in 2014 is my first year competing as an individual. I took sixth. Oh, okay. In Northern California. Um, which was amazing because I remember I won the first event. That was amazing. That was awesome. Yeah. And then the amount of women in Northern California that had been to the games, there was like 10 plus. Oh, wow. So right there, I think there was about 10. Right there, they've been there. Right. right. And it's my first year. So if you've already been there, you're already showing your level of competitiveness, your 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 skill, your how strong you are. Like you have the ability to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um and people continue to train. You don't you don't back off. Right. Like it's not like they went one year and then just decided to like train less. Like, no. Right. Uh, this, like is like, this is year round. Um, these competitors that are training to go to the CrossFit games, it is a, it is a full commitment. And once you're in that, mm-hmm. like once you're in that training routine and that lifestyle, it is very difficult to do anything but that. Right. And I mean, for me, it's like so many people are like, are you going back to the CrossFit games? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Oh, and then all the haters are like, Oh, you're a fitness model. Oh, no. you're so dumb. Oh, I'm just yeah. an influencer. I just post things. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, t- I'll tell you right now, the only reason, not the only reason, but like a, a massive reason 
why I'm not competing and training at the level that I was like when I went to the games in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, 2016, I was still training that way, but I filmed the movie. I was injured at regionals and I was one point one point away from going to the games in 2016. Yeah. It was brutal. That was a rough year, but 2017 going into like in the fall going into, cause we start the open in February. I was the strongest and the most fit that I had ever been. Mm-hmm. And the day they started the open, I found out that I had to get my a spinal fusion. Right. So I was forced to sit on the sideline. Like right. there was no, was it, there was no option to right. like keep training. Yeah. And every day that you don't train, Every, everyone else a little further yeah, everyone else is training right you know so I was kind of forced to like a huge setback that I couldn't control right so when I was coming out of surgery I think I did uh, about six weeks of like nothing <laughs> right yeah and then it was about like 12 weeks before I really started to be able to do anything substantial that would even be like with high intensity or like a workout that made me feel like I was working out. Right. Um, and then my goal going into 2018 was just to go to regionals. Right. Like I, I knew that there was no way. I mean, at this time, there was a period of time during coming like for 2018 when I thought like, maybe I could do it. I think right. I could maybe do it. But um, there was definitely in the beginning, it was like, there's, this is massive. I just had my cervical spine fused. I've sat out all this time. I had tons of nerve damage in my arms and down into my right hand was the worst. So my grip strength was garbage. Right. And all of that, it doesn't matter how much time, it doesn't matter how much like a, it wasn't a matter of doing more to be better. Like that wasn't, it, it wasn't at all. It just, it just, I was where I was in my right. recovery and there was nothing I really could do about it. I was training. I was doing all the things that you do to get better, but there were certain limits that I couldn't control by effort. Right. Like it's not like I could try harder. Right. Or push yeah. harder. You weren't being lazy. No, it was, <laughs> this is just where you are. Right. And yeah. you just have to kind of come to terms with it. Right. So I competed in 2018. I was terrified to do the open did the open I qualified for regionals which is crazy and I know that I know you won't give yourself no it is crazy don't interrupt me just let me (laughs) just let me say this I think a lot of people again like you said you're already behind in training you know I mean you have people that are training all year right just just to try to get to regionals so it is amazing that I think that your training I think you maybe had I don't know four months or five months of training and that's not even like at your full potential yep. of training before you did the open and got back to regionals, mm-hmm. which is, you should be very proud of that. I am very proud of I it. Know. I mean, uh, you should be, it wasn't even until I was like in the middle of my recovery that I even realized myself, like how extreme of a procedure I had just had. Right. Cause to me it was like not a big deal. I know it was more so like so frustrating <laughs> I know, that like, I, know. I couldn't do something, but I then I started like coming back and doing, you know, trying to perform certain movements and the weight that I was using that was like beyond difficult mm-hmm. was stuff that would have ne- like, never, ever, ever been a problem. It would have been something I would do be doing for reps. I remember like I was deadlifting one day it was one of the first times I was getting back to the deadlift bar and I think I had like 155 pounds on the bar Mm -hmm. and I couldn't pull it for five reps. 
Yeah, that's crazy. And like my one rep is, what was at, the, at the time for? it was like uh, like three set, 365 right. at the time. I think I've gone up over three, I think I'm up around 380 now. But I mean, that's like, those were the moments when it was like huge realization of like, oh, like this is where I am. Oh, this is, it was a, like a really risky, kind of a scary procedure that I had. And then one time I got a message because I get messages from people all the time on Instagram that either they're going through the same thing or something similar or something like that. And I had a, a girl sent me a message and said that her mom had the same procedure like, um, I feel like shortly after I had mine. Uh-huh. And her mom died <gasps> like 48 hours after surgery. Oh, wow. Due to a blood clot. Oh, my God. And like that was a huge, That's a huge realization. realization. Like, oh, wow, I had a major surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we knew it. but <laughs> Me, though, I was like, just fix me. <laughs> <laughs> let me get Anything. back out there. Hey, what else, get uh, what else in my body can we fix? <laughs> okay, let me get back. <laughs> yeah, but I, qual- I did. I qualified for regionals. Um, I was pumped for regionals. They announced the first workout, and I knew I was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was fucked. Was that the handstand <laughs> yeah. one? Yeah. They announced the first workout oh and it's this handstand um, muscle up workout. And the handstand, it's like the handstand walk is on an obstacle and it's big. It's like a ramp. And on one side, it's a ramp and one side, it's stairs yeah. steps and you have to go back and forth. Well, the only way you can really get up the ramp or up the stairs is you really have to hinge forward. So you ex- externally rotate your hands slightly out to get more range of motion and flexion in your wrist uh-huh. because you have to go uphill already to do a handstand walk. You need your, your center of gravity to move forward. Right. Right. Um, so you can really do that by just moving, keeping your hips moving forward, but you want to keep your feet straight in the air. Right. So you, if, you, if you are someone who does handstand walks and you kind of scorpion over, you don't want that. Right. Cause so you topple really, over. Yeah, you really want to think about squeezing your legs together, pushing your feet to the ceiling and then your control on where you're moving and like balance is through your core and your, your belly and your, your, your butt, your butt, your butt. And, um, but for me, I'm hypermobile in my shoulders and I've sublexed, like popped my shoulder out a few times at this mm-hmm. point. And it was never in lifting. It was never in any move where my, I was engaged and I was like my, I was, using my muscle. It was gymnastics. It was right? always, what well, was always like, like her, a, like a passive movement uh-huh. where there was power. So like I never, I never dislocated in CrossFit stuff in oh, training. Got it. Okay. I, I dislocated like swinging a golf club. Oh, interesting. Swinging a baseball bat. Yeah. And it's cause it was my left shoulder and I'm right-handed. So like, let's say if I'm, you guys can picture this when I would swing my golf club or the baseball bat, we'll say baseball bat. And I'd come and basically right in front of the, the bats, right in front of my eyes, as we roll the bat around backwards, backwards, yeah. you externally rotate that shoulder sort of opens up, right? And it follows through. Oh, right. So when you so have, the when there's a lot of force, out. yeah, when there's a lot of force and you have that, it kind of move through that externally rotated position with that front arm. So my, my left arm, mm-hmm. my, it's almost like my, my ligaments were loose and that's actually runs in my family. My dad, same thing. Um, it would sort of want to, pop out so uh, that happened a couple of times and so I kind of stopped doing those things right. um but right when I had my neck surgery I had a bunch of atrophy in my upper body and I started to notice because I couldn't train even mm. before okay before I had my surgery they were like you need to well yeah they were worried they, they're like you need to basically stop doing anything because you paralyze yourself yeah they're like we there's no mm. way of telling 
if your disc would try and herniate. Oh, guys, sorry, I didn't even say that. I had a severely herniated disc. Yeah, and when she says severely, like on the x-ray, you could see the disc pushing so far into the spinal cord that it looked like it was pinched. Yeah, it was like pinched in half. Yeah. And so my doctor was said, you know, there's no way of telling or no way of knowing if it will try and herniate more. Like it could be like you trip, you do like one movement or one movement or like sneeze, like (laughs) fart. (laughs) Oh, damn it. (laughs) And so I basically had to stop doing a lot of stuff and I had some, was losing some strength and stuff in my upper body. And that was causing me to be more unstable through my shoulder. Right. So now um, I could, at this time, I couldn't even do a hollow hold on the ground. So if you're a hollow position on the ground is if I lay on my back and put my hands above my head. And I sort of pull my, engage my stomach, but I almost want to think about pulling my belly button to the ground to really anchor my, my low back on the ground. So the small of your back is flat on the ground. And my feet are lifted and then my, my arms are lifted and I'm lifting my shoulder blades off the ground. So it should be a very smooth, like half. A little crescent moon. A little crescent moon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could not hold that position with my arms straight. If I straightened my arms, I could feel my shoulder wanting Wanting to come out the front. Oh, wow. And I remember one time, too, we were doing a gymnastics thing at our gym, uh-huh. and I was partners with DJ. And Daniel was hanging from the bar, and we were showing, we were basically practicing these stretches. And right. there's this partner stretch in the bar where one partner hangs, and the other partner pushes on their scapula and kind of walks their body out so it opens up their chest. Right. And I was DJ's partner, and I had my arms on his back, and I was locked out. And I knew that I had to be careful. So I was really trying to like use my scapula, like my lats and like really be extended and very engaged. Mm -hmm. And just his like body weight with my arm straight against it, him like and his weight leaning into me with my arm locked out. Right. I had to drop him because I could feel my shoulder again, wanting to pop out the front. Wow. So that was something I was dealing with. I talked to my surgeon when I, after my neck surgery and I was like, we got an MRI, I had a posterior tear. And just lots of like loose ligaments and things like that. Mm -hmm. And he said, because I wanted to go in and have it fixed while my neck was healing so I could heal from everything. And he was like, there's no way you'll be be training by September. And I was like, I have to be training by September. Right. Um, I had my surgery in March, by the way, March 31st. And so he said, I I think that if you can handle a little bit of discomfort and like we can manage your inflammation... You've been fine up until now. I think doing all the PT for your neck is going to build back a lot of that muscle and that strength and stability. I think you'll be okay. So that's what we did. But when they announced the handstand walk, I immediately knew I was in trouble because the only way to make that walk is you have to externally rotate and you have to hinge your hips more forward, which means I basically am pushing my shoulder forward and I'm pushing my shoulder out. Right. Um, and that happened. I, I waited a long time before trying that movement. Everyone was kind of like making ramps like out of stuff at the right, gym. Right. And Obstacle courses. In one of my YouTube videos, you actually see it happen and I'm walking up the ramp and what happened is I just, I started to lose my balance a little bit and I went to take, I like went to take too big of a step with my left hand. So when I, when I did that and I took too big of a step and my weight had to transfer to that hand, yeah, it sublexed and, um, it didn't come out all the way and I dropped to the ground. And then at that point I can't do anything with it for a while because everything's loose. Right. Right. So yeah, it was a, it was a mess. We went to regionals. Um, two events at regionals were totally 
like I said, out of my control in a sense that it didn't matter how much I like tried to just suck it up and push harder or, you know, work harder. There was no way to prepare for it more that there was very clear. There were very clear workouts and moments where it was like, this is just where I am. Right. And there's nothing I can do about it. And there was nothing that I could have done about it to lead up to this. Like this is, there's nothing I should have done differently in my training. And it was the bench we did, uh, Linda. Oh, right. And it was like 135. Yeah. And I had it, which is, has bench press, um, cleans and deadlifts. Mm -hmm. Well, in the bench press, I had not been benching because we were trying to get me, we were focusing so much on your typical handstand pushups right? and just getting my body where I can even be inverted and strengthening my shoulders to get me inverted and then doing handstand pushups and pressing overhead. But I had not pressed, like done bench at all. So right. I, I guess if I, what we could have done to prepare for that more was do bench, but in CrossFit historically, there's never been bench. When there's really never bench. It. Right. And a very technical move that can cause a lot of injury and handstand pushups to my head where I just got my neck fused. Right. That was our big priority. Right. Um, so that workout and then the handstand walk event and those, there were other events at regionals that I crushed. I did really, really good. And I knew that I would. Um, but then it came down to the fact that there's just, there aren't, there are only so many workouts right. to, for you to gain points. And in those two workouts, I did so like last place, like so poorly or like right. second to last place that you just cannot come back from that. Right. You know, but I did, it was a hard weekend, but I, it was a very, it was a really good experience for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the coming, fans were great. Yeah. The fans were, they were really great insane. Too. I didn't, I like noticed it, but I had so many people, um, come up to me after and and like even like way afterwards Mm -hmm. after regionals and like talk about how at our region at our regional basically the first there's so many heats of events right um and the first heat is always like it's it goes from the the bottom of the the bottom of the leaderboard to the tops the final heat in every workout is like the people that are that's what everyone's watching. watching right um except for what i got told is that our regional the the first heat which was my heat was the loudest heat it was and had more people there yelling at like yelling at me than than any other heat it was pretty cool there was a huge crowd they were all on the floor they're all running over there it was awesome I felt like royalty people were like letting me in to watch you (laughs) here come here come here (laughs) yeah and I I just remember too like that was a what was really cool about regionals in 2018 what so last year Right. Yeah, it was. Was um, like let's compare like, like social media, right? So like Instagram, I have one point three million followers or whatever. Uh-huh. Until that moment, I always knew that I had like a really great support system, mm-hmm. and that all of my like supporters and you know I don't really like the word fan, but you know, fans are more than just a number, right? But it wasn't until at regionals when I felt what that, that actually love. meant right yeah because right. when you just live through your phone like through your instagram or through your phone or through like what this number is and like you never really get to spend time with a big like with that big number right you never feel you're not it. waking up every morning to your one million followers outside <laughs> going hey brooke have a great day you look wonderful today nope <laughs> <laughs> just probably you're a doing good a great thing. job <laughs> 
But yeah, so that was really great. Um, that was the last year they had that format. So the Open, Regionals, you go to the CrossFit Games. And then moving into this year, they actually changed it. They got rid of all of the Regionals. Right. They still had the Open. Um, they now have sanctioned events. So they kind of took a lot of popular... CrossFit. Cross, well, they, well, a lot of prop, a lot of popular like local events that people put on, like the Granite right. Games, um, Wadapalooza, things like that, and they became sanctioned events. Right. And they basically worked with CrossFit to become a CrossFit sanctioned event. Right. Prior to this, none of those events were CrossFit events. Right. And that was also very that was also very games. and that was also very important because sometimes weird shit happens at other events, and CrossFit doesn't want to be involved because weird shit happens. Right. You know, but now they're involved. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um how what it looks like is you do the open they took top 20 i think right out of the whole world went to the crossfit games mm-hmm. they also took fittest in your country right to the crossfit games if you went to a sanctioned event you had to win the right, sanctioned event first first right. place first to, place to qualify for the crossfit so games. you have a lot of people traveling like oh man i didn't get first at this one now yep. i gotta travel went to a bunch pay of all them. this money like you know go to what was it there's one in france, france. there's brazil yep. there's yeah i mean a lot of money out of pocket mm-hmm. for these people to so, go travel whereas in the past by the time you show up to the crossfit games there's only like like 45 or 50 total men 50 total women or what was it? No, the, 30, no, no, no. 30, 30 it was 30 men, it was around 30. Yeah, yeah. 30 men, 30 women and 30 teams. Yeah. And that's not, obviously we're not counting cause they have the masters athletes too. Sure. And they have the teams. teams. So that's a lot of yeah. people, but just focusing on just the, um, the open, um, that was it. And this year, what, what did it say? I think, okay. So don't quote me on this, but I thought that it was around 150 individuals or, or like 150 men, 150 and women, close to that women, and then, uh, and I don't know as far as like the teams and stuff, but yeah, 150. But they're cut. So the, the competition starts on Monday. If right. you guys are listening to this on Tuesday, it started yesterday. yesterday. So sorry, and half of the, <laughs> yeah. half of you that didn't, didn't go on. But yeah, so explain. Well, here's where it gets a little bit. Uh, We're a little confused. Yeah. And just because we don't like, this is not from, we are getting this information from online Gina's gonna pull up. Gina's gonna pull up that article so we can reference. I don't know where that article was. Katie showed it to me. It wasn't even an article. It was just like a graph. Yeah, but it was from a website. I'll pull it up. Sorry. Hey guys, actually, why I find this? We'll take a little bit of a break. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like, don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. And we're back. All right, so I found some information on boxlifemagazine.com. Um, I gave you a bunch of information already, so just jumping right into this. It's saying... With nearly 200 athletes of each gender competing, the first part of the games will involve mass elimination events to cull the field to a manageable number. Like the So basically, hundreds of people, and they're going to have to cut the field in half. Yeah, that's insane. Athletes who qualify through a sanctioned event will have some kind of advantage for these elimination events, though the exact leg up has not yet been detailed. So I guess we'll figure that out next week. And me and Gina are going to take our podcast equipment, so we will Yeah, podcast. we're going. Yeah, we're going to the CrossFit Games. Yay. Um, I get so, to go. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're going to, we'll, we'll podcast out there and then. The, um, Hopefully have more information. Yeah. And yeah, you guys, you guys will probably it. already have it because by the time you hear our podcast, <laughs> it'll be It'll over. Be like old news. But teams can only qualify through the sanctioned events and teammates do not have to train at the same affiliate as in the past. This opens up the ability possibility of four person super teams yeah so in the past then you couldn't do super teams you all had to be training i think at least like the whole time 50, i think like 50 percent of the time had to be at the same affiliate oh, okay so now they can if they if they're all over the place they can get together and go that's what happened yep but then they have to win first place yeah which is crazy to me yeah i'm looking at this it's called um on barben.com yeah well, what I uh, well, we were looking at yesterday has... said it looked like it, it looked like there was like 150 athletes like the first day. Say we'll, we'll take 150, and then they said by the by the first day. But then somebody else was telling me it's the first event, so I don't know which one. But 
they're down to 75 already. Well, you know what and I then th- the next was, you 50. know what I think they're going to do because what? so how they usually always have like the first event is going to be like the first days leading into the weekend aren't full of more than like one or more than like one or two events. Okay. And they'll probably have like, if they do something on Monday and they do a mass cut, they probably won't compete on Tuesday. They'll probably compete on Wednesday or they'll do like, obviously I don't know which day that it actually starts, but right. I know that the game's, schedule is the 29th through the 4th yeah um in the past they used to start it was like a friday saturday sunday and then they started and then they would surprise athletes and it's like nope we're starting today we're going there right now and right. it's like every year there was always like you were starting Some earlier and earlier thing. or like right. um 20 one year they went was they it 2017 yeah 2017 the, they ended up yeah. it was like the anniversary year of the crossfit games and so they actually surprised them and flew them they know none of them knew where they were going and they ended yeah. up at the ranch yeah. and did this huge like trail run thing right so i think what they're gonna end up doing is they'll probably have an event that's like they can run one big heat uh-huh you know and they'll all have like they'll all have like uh, a time thing on that they have to wear right so when you come through the final like come through the, the finish it clocks it. you it's probably right. timed you know it's probably something like that um, again, you guys listen to this Tuesday, which means you already know what the event is because it would have been yesterday, but right. we're recording this prior to. So yeah. speculation right now. Um, yeah. Can you imagine being one of the athletes though? And we were talking about this and I think the bummer about it would be like, I'm just going to pick this out of my ass, right? Uh, say I'm the fittest in Ireland. Okay. And there's not a ton of competition in Ireland. I'm not saying that there isn't. I'm yeah, just saying she just, like, you know, it's as, Gina, again, it's Gina in Ireland. Sorry. Gina's moved to Ireland, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, and she was somehow the fittest somehow there. The fittest and now Ireland. she's going to the CrossFit. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry if you're from Ireland. <laughs> you're like, there's tons of fit people here. Um, I'm not saying that. So say that you're from like a, a, a smaller community or whatever. And then, you know, or say I've, I've traveled all these different places just so I can go to the sanctioned event you know, or whatever. I mean, if you're like the fittest in your country, then you've already won because you're the fittest mm-hmm. in your country. But I mean, this would even apply to people that are traveling all over the place. Right. So you, you, you get there and then you're like, okay, I'm cut after Monday. Like Wh- <laughs> what? <laughs> we had Katie pre, uh, uh, yeah, why can't I think she, what are those buttons? Recorded sound bites like yeah pre-recorded sound bites for us with her voice so yeah it's pretty funny we're gonna figure out how to use those but later yeah, no, but that would that would totally yeah, suck it would suck and then like all of a sudden and i don't even know if this is true but i was told by somebody that unless they had bought a ticket to the games that if, they may yeah. not even be able to, to watch to be be a spectator to watch the rest of the games that would is totally in, blow. That would blow. Oh, great. Now I'm in Madison. Cool, guys. I'll just be at the coffee shop. <laughs> you I'm going to be honest. One of the first things <laughs> like, I thought of when I found out how many people would end up there was how in the hell? I know. Like Madison, that. Wisconsin already, like when I went um, to work the event. Right. There are not enough places to stay. They can't even when house less the athletes, amount of people. Right? I think like all yeah. the, I think all the spectators, athletes, staff, and now you've like more than doubled athletes right where are you gonna stay i don't know where are we staying we do have a room in a tent (laughs) that was the thing when they wanted me to come i was like you gotta find me a place to stay because i know it's gonna be hard (laughs) right i know it is (laughs) if you guys see us out on the corner (laughs) looking for a place to throw us a dollar yeah maybe somebody wants to open up their room to us (laughs) we're out there like making lemonade (laughs) we came for the crossfit games but we actually didn't have tickets and a place (laughs) a place to stay 
No, yeah, I think that that would be a bummer. But I wonder Mm -hmm. if you'll have some people that in the old format never would have had a chance to go. I guess I shouldn't say never, but one of the chances would have been less of a chance, less of a chance of going. And that's true. And now they get to go. Well, that's very positive of you. And so they get to go and they're, for the most part, they're going to get the whole experience right because they're going to go and they're going to get all the gear. Right. And they're going to get to like walk out the field and they get to go on the field. And it might be right. for one event where right. there's hundreds of people and you can't really see you, but you know, you're there and you're getting to experience it. Even then I can tell you right now, a competitor is going to be fucking mad if they get cut and they're done. Right. They'll be sad. Right. Not mad. They're gonna be so bummed and so sad, even though they went into it knowing where it, where they where they fell right. in the stack of athletes out sure. there they they're they know where they are they know how they stack up people know who's who's going to be around the top right. you know and so it's like you know that but even for me like i i knew that at regionals in 2018 especially after having certain events announced i was like there's no way right you know so i went through this whole thing where it's like i knew where I was in my recovery and I knew that certain things wasn't a possibility for me, but even when I was experiencing it, sure. It was hard to experience. Well, absolutely. Cause yeah. you can't help. Like when you're a competitor, it's always about like one, you're hard on yourself and you're, you work super hard and, and it's hard mentally and physically so exhausting and emotional and stressful. And, um, you always want to be better. Right. You know, as soon as you like mess up on something, it's never people, you know, we promote to athletes with their training to enjoy their training and not be so hard on themselves. Focus on all of the little victories, focus on the things you did right. And then, and then look at the things that didn't work and then just prepare better next time. Right. And, but when you're in the heat of the moment, it's actually way hard to do that. And it's much more natural to think like you just see all the glaring weaknesses or problems right. or like this is why it didn't work or this yeah, is why it didn't feel make it, failure you know? yeah and you feel yeah. like you failed yeah um hopefully i mean i know that people will experience that right. so but hopefully they will also before that happens they'll really look around and take a moment to take it all in yeah because the chances of going to the crossfit games are so small well don't they say like the top it's like one percent yeah it's like less and than look 1%. how much it's grown now like i remember i mean one percent like 10 years ago was a way different number when i was at the crossfit games in 2015 the first event uh it wasn't the first event but we did murph uh-huh, i remember okay and <laughs> that was brutal to watch by it the was way. gnarly okay it was really bad I felt like, like it was people had like heat me. stroke <laughs> but i remember being out on the floor and I'm in the middle of doing the push-ups. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, first of all, the push-ups were gnarly, weighted vest, and they were perfect push-ups. Mm-hmm. There was no... There were no repping right I mean, you, I, obviously I wasn't... I didn't do them... When I practiced at home, I did like a wider grip with my hands and I really focused on like locking my elbows out, obviously. And there was no rocking, but they... But like my back was like maybe not super straight whatever it was when they went into that perfect push like a perfect push-up position with that high of volume that wrecked my arms Mm -hmm. man also they I don't know if they would say it now but for a while they did say that 2015 was the hardest year it was yeah I'm telling you I mean it's the only time I went but but I was on the floor doing push-ups and I remember like pushed back like sitting resting on my knees yeah and I started laughing (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like looking around and I was like, you know, I'm like, like I'm and I'm laughing thinking, this is what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I signed up for this. <laughs> this is, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Like I'm dying. Yeah. Well, for those that don't know what Murph is, what is it? Tell them. Um, Murph is a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, mile run in a, in a, a 14 pound weight vest for girls and a 20 pound weight vest for guys. Right. So for time and we did it those. and they didn't do it in the morning. Mm-mm. It was the second event that day. And I think we had the, um, the day before we did like the swim. Oh, so yeah. you just I had a lot of, one. you just had a lot of people that were like not prepared hydration wise. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people failed to take in enough sodium. Mm-hmm. And then you think about like being in the ocean and you think about how much you're sweating and you're not retaining water and electrolytes and things like that. Um, People really struggled uh, with heat exhaustion. Annie Thor's daughter, Carl Webb. Yeah. Carl Webb basically. She got pulled off, uh, taken off the field on a stretcher or something, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, in the afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. In Southern California. And it was boiling hot. It was was. boiling hot. It was. I was just looking for shady seats. (laughs) But this is how, this is how you know how crazy a CrossFitter is. The fact that like, at least I can, I can only speak for myself because I, I can't speak for anyone else, sure. but I can, I can tell you that I was there experiencing it with other people. Mm-hmm. People want it to be hard as fuck. Right. Like people want, like you don't want to get there and have it be a, a cakewalk. Right. Like you want it to be hard. Yeah. You want to like feel like it, you really deserve yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I really and, deserve that win. And, and people that are games athletes like to suffer. <laughs> That's why I'm a spectator. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like to suffer. And I like to spectate too I like now. To spectate. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much, I mean. That's the games. I mean, the format is totally so different. Um, until I actually go and experience it, I really can't even speak on like if I like it or I don't. Um, immediately when they changed it, I was like, this is so dumb. But then I had to remind myself like, well, you know, it's just because it's super different. Sure. You know, it's, it's just don't change. Like change. Right. And you know, I liked regionals. There's a lot of regional level athletes that will never go to the CrossFit games, but regionals is it like, felt it's like, a like mini, being, yeah, it's like, it like being on the CrossFit big stage. Yeah. So when you kind of took that away, it was a bummer for those people because in the community, we love that. Right. But CrossFit doesn't give a shit about what we want like right. that because the goal, the, the reason we have the CrossFit games, I shouldn't say we, I don't put them on. Right. The reason they have the CrossFit games is to find the fittest. How they do that, they don't they don't care what we want to see, right. or they don't want to care if we feel involved, right. or if we get to feel like we also get the big show. That because that doesn't matter. Right. Like what you know how people feel about that. It's like well, they have their way of doing. Their goal is to find the fittest. Right. CrossFit doesn't care, how and you they don't feel. give a shit how you feel. <laughs> this is about feelings. And about feelings. <laughs> but. All right. Well, All right. We got to go because I have a Skype interview in one hour and I can't tell exciting. you what it's for, but it is very exciting. Hopefully you can tell them at some point. Yeah. It's kind of like an audition, I suppose. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, five star rating, five star warning. warning. And yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. We yeah. will see you at the games. In, hey, if you're in, at the games, come say hello. Yeah, come find us. We'll be at the Pure Spectrum, bo- Pure Spectrum <laughs> booth. <laughs> and the FNX booth, too, I'm sure. We'll be out and about Yeah, on Saturday and Sunday. And I'll just be going out and getting drinks and bringing them back. Yep. <laughs> You'll what? find me at the bar. 
You'll find me at the bar. The bar. <laughs> hey guys, meet me at the bar. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. See you. Bye. Listening. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.